Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today on this beautiful morning as we're going to get in some really cool scriptures this morning. These are some great verses we're going to look at as we're talking about, is Jesus God? We saw recently a survey, 43% of evangelical Christians don't believe he is. And so this morning, we want to look at what did his first century followers think? What did the apostles speak of Jesus? This is the Christmas season, and the message of Christmas, the incarnation, God became a man in the person of Jesus Christ. God demonstrates his love for us. He came near to us. He didn't just remain off in heaven. He came to us to rescue us, to save us. And indeed, this is what we want to look at this morning. Is Jesus God? How did his disciples see it? We're going to start with the book of John. And John was the gospel written focusing on the deity of Christ. As we've said before, the four gospels paint a picture of Jesus the Messiah in different aspects. Matthew, he's the king of the Jews. Mark, he's the servant of the Lord. Luke, he's a man. Uh, John, he's God. Let's see how John opens this gospel of John. John chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning was the Word. This word is logos in the Greek. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. Glory is of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. You notice some important things here. Number one, he is God, but he's also with God. Of course, as Christians, we believe in the Trinity, one God revealed in three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so the fact that he is with God the Father and he is still God, well, we would say God the Son. He's with God. The, in the beginning was this Logos, the Logos which became flesh and dwelt among us, obviously speaking about Jesus Christ, full of grace and truth, that he was with the Father, but he was, he was God and is God. This is how John saw him. And all throughout the Gospel of John, the focus is on the deity of Christ, the deity of Jesus. He is not only the Son of God, thus making himself out to be God, but he's also God the Son. He's both, as we, as John presents in his gospel. What did the writer to the Hebrews refer to Jesus? This chapter 1 of Hebrews is a powerful chapter. In Hebrews 1, speaking of the Son, it says, God in these, he has spoken to us in the prophets in many portions in many ways, but in these last days has spoken to us through his Son. And then it tells us several things about the Son, the Son of God, Jesus. He was appointed heir of all things. From the, he's going to inherit all that the Father has. It's going to be his. Through him, the world was made. We've seen this in John chapter 1, in the beginning, God created. Genesis 1, in the beginning, God created. John 1, in the beginning was the Word, and all things came into being through him. As we were back here just a moment ago, the, the word, this Genesis, John 1, 1, is harking back to Genesis 1, 1, that in the beginning, when it all started, 
before the world existed, before time existed, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then John 1 tells us all that in the beginning, the word was there, the son was there. He was with God, he was God, all things came into being through him. Obviously, John 1 is hearkening back to Genesis 1. And now we read in Hebrews 1 that all things were created through him. We read he is the exact representation of the, of the Father's nature. I've often challenged people, if you want to know what God is like, study carefully the life of Jesus Christ. Many people have not done this. They've not read the Gospels carefully. They've not read the Bible carefully, trying to discover who Jesus is. Jesus is the exact representation of the nature of God. While he walked the earth, if you wanted to know what God is like, if you wanted to know who God wants to draw near, if you want to know what God values, look at the life of Jesus Christ. He'll show you. It says all the angels of Hebrews 1, back to Hebrews 1, all the angels of God are to worship him. Angels would not worship anyone but God. Angels don't worship people. Angels don't worship prophets. Angels don't worship uh, other angels. Angels are to worship God the Son, we're told. And Jesus accepted that worship. But then how about this verse? Verse 8. This one's so powerful. It says in the Scripture, quoting from Psalm 45, but of the Son, He, God, says. God is speaking. Of the Son, He says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. How can you be more clear? How can you be more clear? His throne will be forever, but what is he called here? He's called God. Your throne, God, the Father, is calling the Son God. Quite clear if you ask me. What, what did Paul think? Let's look at Paul in Romans chapter 10. This is a salvation verse. Many of you may have become saved through this verse. What does it say? Romans 10 verse 9, that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So notice again here, Jesus is Lord, but God raises him from the dead. Now, who is this Lord they're talking about? Let's go down just a couple of verses and we continue reading. For the same Lord is Lord of all, abounding in riches for all who call on him. For whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Now, it's interesting. He's quoting here from Joel chapter 2. And in Joel chapter 2, it says, whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. But this word Lord in the book of Joel is the word Jehovah, the word for God, the name for God. And so Paul is quoting from Joel, uh, Joel chapter 2, telling us whoever call on the name of Jehovah, and it's translated here, Lord, and Jesus, and, and he says, if you call on the name of the Lord, who you confess, you'll be saved. And he says, if you must confess Jesus as Lord, you see how it's all tied together. So here's a question. Why didn't the, the early Christians call Jesus God more often? Or did they? Now, in, there are some places where he's referred to just specifically as God. Titus chapter 2, verse 13 Paul refers to Jesus as our, our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. So he does use that terminology. However, usually in the Scripture, 
in the New Testament. This is important to understand because they were, how do you communicate this idea of Trinity? How do you communicate that there's God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit, one God revealed in three persons, and and combat the heretical idea that Jesus is the Father or became the Father while on earth that there's that that's called modalism, the idea that there would be but one that that God was the Father in heaven, but then he became Jesus on earth, and then the Spirit now, rather than three persons, only one person of the Trinity. And so how do they communicate this? And it seems how they chose to make it most clear is to refer usually, when the term God is referred to, it's referring to God the Father. When the term Lord, another term for God Another language for God, as we see, quoting from the Old Testament here, Jehovah, another word for Jehovah, is the word Lord. And usually the word Lord refers to Jesus. But remember, the word Lord is just a synonym for the word God. And so that's how we understand the deity of Christ. Now notice just one other really important verse here. We're going to go to Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 through 11. For this reason, God, the Father, highly exalted him, Jesus, and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And so, my friends, if you understand what the word Lord means, it means the deity, it means God, it means in the Trinity, and you'd rather refer to Jesus as Lord, well, that's certainly appropriate. That seems to be the way the New Testament primarily speaks of him, as long as you understand that word, what it means. When we usually speak of God, we're usually speaking of the Father, God the Father, When we use the word Lord, we're usually referring to God the Son, one God, the triune God revealed in the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. If you confess Jesus as Lord, you shall be saved. And what a glorious thing that here at the day will come, will every knee will bow to Jesus and every tongue confess that he is Lord. If you're listening today, I hope you've done that already. Don't don't have it be forced upon you at the judgment day when you must bow, perhaps against your will, against your desire, before you'd be judged and condemned. Do it now. Come to Jesus now. You're going to do it one day. Why not do it now? Enjoy the blessing of walking with God, of knowing God, of living the truth, of knowing that Jesus Christ, our rescuer, is Lord, is the one who's exalted. We bow to him willingly, joyfully, exuberantly, passionately now, because we know the truth. He is the Lord God Almighty. He came to earth to rescue us, to save us, and for this we are eternally grateful. Oh, my ear heart, be filled with the love of God and the love of Jesus Christ, knowing that he has saved our soul from judgment and condemnation. Jesus, we love you today. We proclaim and declare that you are Lord, and we understand that that means that you are are the divine Son of God. You are God the Son. We give you praise, and we give you honor.
We honor you as we would the Father, for the Father has given you the capacity to give life to all. The Father has given you all judgment has been given into your hand. We acknowledge that all things came into being through you. We acknowledge, Jesus, that you were in the beginning with the Father, and you were with God, and you were God, and you are to this day God. We look forward to the day when every knee will bow and every tongue confess Jesus is Lord, and today we do that willingly, joyfully, with, 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 with faith and with love and with exuberance and passion in our heart. Hallelujah. We give you praise. Thank you for being our Savior. Thank you for going to the cross. What an amazing reality that you became a man, first of all, that you left heaven to walk this earth, and then that you would endure what you endured and even endure the cross that you might save sinners. Thank you, Jesus, for the blood you shed, the cross you went to. We, con- we confess you as the resurrected Christ, and we thank you and bless you as our Savior. Oh, today, today, might we walk in your ways, might we live in your victory, might we rest in your, in your salvation, might we triumph through the grace of God. And we pray these things in Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Hey, I love these verses. I hope you do. Aren't, isn't the Bible wonderful? I sometimes wonder why don't we read it more often. We get so busy. There's so much to distract us. Boy, we've got so much entertainment. We got so much information. We've got you know we've got our devices we can look at. We've got our social media we can check up on. We got the news. Wonder what happened in the last hour. My friend, the word of God is eternal. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of God is eternal. It lasts forever. These truths we look at every morning here are what can build our lives and make us strong and mighty for God. And that's what I pray you'll be. So if you're new, I welcome you and I hope you will join us every day because we come here every morning at 8.30 a.m. live, 15 minutes to get the Word of God. I hope you join us. Subscribe to the channel, like the video, share with your friends, leave a comment. And if you're a regular here, you know I love you guys. I'm so glad to have the privilege to be sowing the seed of God's word into your life. So until we meet tomorrow, might God bless you, strengthen you, fill you with his love, his joy, his grace, his victory. Remember, our knee has bowed and we have confessed Jesus is Lord. We are victors because of it. God bless you. I love you. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.